Okay, so we have the car payment, the rent, utilities, and the repair bill. <sighs> what should we do? I know. I'm going to CashNetUSA.com. I can apply in minutes, get an instant decision, and if approved, we could have the money in our account as soon as the same business day. When you need money fast, be the hero. Go to CashNetUSA.com to apply for the money you need now. The exact timing as to when your loan funds will be available will be determined by your banking institution. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Morgan's Pop Talks, a podcast brought to you by The Dip. I hope you're feeling good, looking great. As always, we have lots to discuss today with our pop three. Today, we're going to wrap up all of our summer house thoughts. Um, I'm using this podcast as an excuse to talk about summer house at nauseum because I can't do it on any other platform. But, you know, part two aired this week. So we're going to wrap it up there in the deep dive. And then we will get into the Southern Charm trailer at the end of the episode. But let's go ahead and start with our pop three. Kravis got married this weekend in Santa Barbara. Barbara. Uh, They got married for the second time. My prediction was that they were going to have 10 fake weddings, but three seems like a more appropriate number. Um, They're planning a big wedding in Italy. So obviously we had the Las Vegas ceremony. Now we have this ceremony in Santa Barbara, which the major difference this time around is that they actually got the legal paperwork So they are legally married, and then they're going to have a big wedding um, in Italy with all of their family. You know, at first when this came out, we're like, is it real? Like, I'm afraid to believe because I've been duped so many times. And like I said, my prediction was at least 10 fake weddings. Just seems like something that they would do. MJ was there on behalf of Courtney. Travis's dad was there. Um... I found it very interesting that Scott was posting Instagram stories. I can't remember if he posted it the Sunday night or Monday morning, but it was at night and it was a video of the kids running around his house. So everyone was like, did Courtney really go to Santa Barbara and get married like without her kids? You know, it's a big storyline on this season of the Kardashians that the kids weren't invited to the engagement party. None of the family like said congratulations or anything. I only saw one Instagram post from Chloe uh, that was a story and it just said like congrats. So apparently they did this because, like I said, they're going to have a wedding in Europe and you have to be legally married, I guess, here before you can do that. So a source told People they had to legally get married first ahead of their big Italian wedding, which is happening very soon. All the details are set in the whole family, including all the kids are very excited. I mean, I don't know if I'm the only one, but when I read the whole family, I'm like, does that include Scott? I just don't know. It's a big storyline, like I said, on the Kardashians. And you guys, you're about to be shocked. You're about to be shook to the core because I don't even think I can say it. (gasps) I'm scared. I think I'm flipping on Kravis. I know. I know. I know. I've been obsessed. My fiance and I went as them for Halloween. I still like them. Okay. But watching them on the show kind of gives me the ick. Like, they're all over each other all the time, all the time. And it reminds me of how people would act in like eighth grade when, you know, they haven't kissed a guy before or like they're just now starting to experience that world. I don't know. 
Okay, don't get me wrong. I do still totally love them, but I just think it's a bit much. I mean, we all think it's a bit much. Let's be honest. On the other side of things, our second story this week, two housewives splits within like a day of each other. So we got Lenny and Lisa from the Real Housewives of Miami and then Dr. Jen and Ryan, Ryan, Rain. I honestly don't know what his name is. Uh, Let's start with Lisa and Lenny first because this was a wild ride. Apparently, Lisa was blindsided by it all. I don't know if she was really blindsided. I mean, as viewers watching The Real Housewives of Miami, I feel like you could tell something just wasn't right. But I think with Lenny, it's it's odd because they said they weren't getting divorced and then they said they were getting divorced and, and now he has this new girlfriend that he's parading around. So it's all just very confusing. So um, Lisa said in an exclusive statement to page six, Via her spokesperson on Monday, she said, with two young children involved as a mom, I'm going to focus all of my energy and time on them. I'm blindsided by his behavior and reckless handling of the situation. Like I said, he's just like gallivanting all over town with his new girlfriend. Um, She's an Australian model. Her name is, oh, Lord, help me, Jesus. I'm going to butcher this one. Katharina Mazepa. I don't know why I sounded Italian. It sounds like an Italian name, doesn't it? But she's Australian. I don't know. Then Lenny also did a phone call to page six to PG. That's what we'll call them. Uh, He said, Lisa and I are getting divorced. A few weeks ago, I denied this because I'm trying my best to protect my family during this process. This is a very difficult time. And I would ask for some privacy so that we can best take care of our children who mean the world to us. Bro, bro, you can't say you're trying your best to protect your family and then have videos of paparazzi with this model draped all over you. It just does not work like that. And this model, Katharina Mazepa, I do love that last name, though. It's very fun to say, even though I'm probably not saying it right was at their Christmas parties, was like commenting on photos of the two of them. Just bizarre, bizarro land, population three. They're currently filming uh, The Real Housewives of Miami right now. So who knows? Maybe we will see some of this on the next season. I feel really bad for Lisa, um, but she deserves more. Our second split, Dr. Chen and Ryan. I think he goes by Ryan, R-Y-N-E. His real name was Ryan, but he changed it to Ryan. When do you have that realization in life? Like, oh, my name is Ryan. There's like eight Ryans in my sixth grade class. Maybe I should change it to Ryan. Like, it's just weird. This split, less shocking in my opinion. Jen filed for a legal separation. A source told PG, our friends PG, uh, there was no specific catalyst for the filing. After their first trial separation in September of 2021, Jen and Ryan were still in limbo, and Jen felt like she needed to take the step to improve their family dynamic. Uh, the insider continues, the issues they've been having are the same issues that played out on the show, but all is amicable, and they are committed to keeping their kids stable and happy. To be honest, I was so bored by the Real Housewives of Orange County that I don't even really know what those problems are. I mean, he seemed really into their dog, like more into the dog than he was his wife. He just seemed he seemed as bored with her as I did the Real Housewives of Orange County. So 
Godspeed to them. Our final headline in this week's Pop 3, Christine Quinn went on the Call Her Daddy podcast. Um, I did a quick synopsis of it on my Instagram page, and I got a DM from a dog um, that said, you're just jealous of Alex that she got the interview you'll never get, and that's why you have to recap her podcast. And if you're that dog listening to me right now, I'm sorry that I gave Alex free publicity that she doesn't need. And watch out for the rest of you sisters out there because there's dogs sliding around into people's DMs thinking that it's just going to be a cute little poodle and then they're going to harass you in the DM. So I'm sorry, Buster, if you're listening to this episode right now, but we're going to talk about Call Her Daddy. Christine is here to drop bombs, set the record straight, what have you, at least from her perspective. She insists that she is playing a character, that she was cast as the villain on Selling Sunset from day one. Um, She says that she plays the role up, that who she is on the show is not who she is in real life. She says that she can walk into a scene, play the villain, and then completely disconnect a second later once the cameras are down and it doesn't affect her day-to-day life. But she says she thinks that the other girls have a hard time because they, quote, thought it was real. Um, So very interesting here. She even talks about that $5,000 storyline, which we talked a, a lot of the stuff that Christine says in this Call Her Daddy interview, we did touch on in the deep dive. So it's like, Pat on the back for the P-Tox fan because we were right on the money. But she was talking about the $5,000 storyline where Emma says, oh, she bribed my client $5,000 to not work with me. Christine's side of the story is that her and her husband were starting this new business. Something about cryptocurrency. Even if you explain cryptocurrency to me 1,200 times, I still won't get it. So don't even try. Um, But Christine, I'm happy for you and your new business venture. She says that production, everybody knew that her and her husband were going on this, you know, new business venture together, that she wasn't going to be working at the Oppenheim Group past a certain date because of this, and that they had to find a more interesting way to have Christine exit the Oppenheim group, which is and what she says, why they created a storyline that there was a bribe so that Jason could fire her when really her intention was always to leave to do her own thing. She also talks about Adam DeVillo a lot. And um, like I said, we talked about this in the deep dive. If you haven't listened to it yet, I highly recommend. Of course, I'm going to recommend my own podcast. And I don't give a crap what Buster, the mini poodle, thinks about me doing so. Anyways, Adam DeVillo created The Hills, created Laguna Beach. Um, Spencer Pratt has been blowing the lid off all those fake storylines for a very long time. But you know, Selling Sunset is essentially a carbon copy of Laguna Beach, just add real estate. But um, Christine um, said that there are a lot of misconduct allegations against Adam DeVillo, both abuse, sexual misconduct. Of course, this is all alleged. This is Christine's side of the story. But she said uh, that he allegedly wasn't even allowed to be on set because of the misconduct allegations against him. She said that he threatened her for telling the truth about storylines. And this is a quote. She said that Adam DeVillo said to her, and quote, go fall down the stairs and kill yourself. 
after Christine was trying to kind of, I don't know which storyline she was trying to set straight, but apparently she was doing something similar to the interview that she's doing right now. And that was his response. So in this point of the episode, she goes to show a video and, you know, I feel like a lot of people could have listened to this podcast and been rolling their eyes and and said, oh, it's just Christine. You know, I don't believe anything she says. But then she like pulls out a pretty solid receipt. There are two videos that she shows. One of the video that we see in the show that I guess they were sending out a press release and this is the video that they included and then the real footage. So in the first video, it's that scene with Christine and Heather where they're sitting at a lunch And they're talking about Chriselle and Jason. And Heather says, you know, you made comments that Chriselle got with Jason while she was still married, insinuating infidelity. Christine responds and goes, oh, haha, yeah, I said that. That's funny. Well, then Christine shows another video in which Heather did not say that. Heather says, Oh, yeah, and you said that Jason's taste in women used to be good, but now it's gone downhill. Christine's response, ah, yeah, I did say that. It's so funny. The interesting part of it is that in the first video, you never see Heather speaking. It's all voiceover. And in the second video, you actually do see Heather asking the question or saying the statement to Christine. So, I mean, believe what you want about Christine. She definitely is a TV villain, um, but you got to take this stuff with a grain of salt. I highly recommend listening to the interview. And Buster, I'm sorry for doing a recap. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with our deep dive, wrapping up Summer House Season 6. We'll be right back. Money is the number one cause of stress and the number two cause of divorce. Make your money go further and work harder with a certified financial planner from Facet Wealth. Financial planning used to focus on retirement, but Facet helps you with today. You get a dedicated financial planner that guides you through every financial decision. Inflation, interest rates, stock market changes, home prices. How do you figure it all out? Well, every advisor at Facet is a certified financial planner and fiduciary. That's just a fancy way to say they have the best training, and they're legally bound to do what's in your best interest. This isn't just about investments. It's about taking care of your money so you can start living a better life today. Facet has a simple flat fee, no hidden charges, and with nothing to sell, there are no commissions. Visit TryFacetWealth.com for two months free off your first year of financial planning. That's T-R-Y-F-A-C-E-T-Wealth.com. Facet Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 
Welcome back. Now is the time of the episode, my favorite part, the deep dive. Every single week on my Instagram page at Morgan P. Talks, I open up the deep dive to you, my lovely sisters. What do you want to know more about? What question are you dying to know the answers to? And this week, our question comes to us from Bianca. Hey, Morgan. This is Bianca from Friendswood, Texas. We need a summer house part two breakdown. Now that the reunion is over, I have to know, are you team Paige, Sierra, and Amanda or team Danielle and Lindsay? I can't wait to hear your thoughts and love the podcast. Bianca, I love you like a sis. I'm sad that this is the last time that I'm going to get to talk about Summer House for a while. So that's why I chose this to be the deep dive this week because I really just am going to miss it. And we got to see it through. We got to see it through. Okay. So we start with Sierra and Danielle, the glass throw. Um, I feel like I appreciated this conversation because there was some resolve. And I feel like 95% of the reunion, and I'll get into this a little bit later, were able to resolve things except for one, that being Paige. We get a lot of unseen footage in part two of the reunion, which I'm like, all of this footage was so great. Why are we not seeing this on our TVs? And it just kind of goes to show you that they never do really paint the whole picture for you. Kind of just like what Christine was talking about, because the stuff with Austin and Lindsay hooking up in Montauk or sleeping in the same bed in Montauk is some pretty big context leading up to the dinner party from hell. Like we knew that Sierra was upset with Lindsay, but hearing that information again probably made her even more upset. So I I just find it bizarre what they choose to leave in and what they choose to keep out. But, you know, Kyle says, the whole house heard that you guys slept together. Like, because of you, Kyle, because of you. And I think it's so rich that Paige goes on to later, we'll get into it, but Paige goes on later to to bash Lindsay for bringing up things on camera. And it's like, Kyle told the whole house that, you know, Lindsay and Austin ended up sleeping in the same bed together. It's the name of the game. You cannot be mad at the name of the game. I'll save the rest of my thoughts for when I get to that point. But Lindsay does say, at the end of it all, you know, I understand where I could have done things differently and apologize. She should have stopped there. Okay. <laughs> like she should have just end sentence. She did not end sentence because um she goes on to say, I don't think it's fair that Sierra was saying, Well, you dismissed me. Lindsay says after having one conversation. Roll the tape. Did you hear my snap? Roll the tape. Three times. Allegedly, we see that Sierra tried to talk to Lindsay. We did see two of them on the show, but the third one, um, also, you need context. I don't think the third one was necessarily fair because that scene was right after Craig was screaming at Lindsay and calling her a loser and calling her the worst. So she probably wasn't ready to talk to Sierra about Austin in that moment either. If you go back, they're wearing the same exact outfit. You know, Lindsay even says in the scene, you know, everybody, everybody gangs up on me. Like, just go ahead and add to the pile, Sierra. But the communication probably could have been better there. Sierra also apologizes for addressing Lindsay in a group setting and that it wasn't her intention to, quote, tear her down. 
Uh, I think it probably was. I think it probably was. I mean, what did Paige say? Go off on her. Like, surely that's not, like, lifting her up. Maybe it's just, like, to call her out. But what she called her reckless. You know, she said it. that's her character. So it kind of was. Uh, then we get into the Paige and Craig stuff. You know what I found super interesting? Andy asks the cast to raise your hand if you believe Craig was telling the truth about hooking up with um, Kristen Cavallari. Because, you know, Craig said they did. Kristen said they didn't. You know who didn't raise his hand? Carl. I was like, the shade. The shade. Uh, Lindsay also said that Craig never apologized for calling her a loser, which is wrong. And I just feel like back to last week's deep dive, animosity towards Lindsay really boils down to the combination of Paige and Craig's disdain for her. You know, like they both don't like her, but together they hate her. Part of the attitude Paige also has towards Lindsay, we now see is that Paige thinks Lindsay knew about Kristen and Craig and chose to wait until the show was filming to release the information. Lindsay adamantly denies knowing for a month and their source is Austin. Like, come on. Who believes Austin? And Paige also brings up something that happened in season three, which we talked about last week in the deep dive. I mean, I know that I'm referencing that a lot, but it makes me like feel good to kind of be right on the money of, about these things without actually knowing what they were going to say. Um, Paige brings up that specific situation in season three where Lindsay tells Kyle about um, the cheating thing. Carl immediately is like, well, you made up a rumor about Luke and Lindsay hooking up because a psychic DM'd you like literally out of thin air. Paige was like, no, 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 no. It was Hannah. It was 100% the both of them. So it's a show. It's a reality show on Bravo. If you want secrets to remain secrets, don't be on a reality show. Paige loves Bravo. She's a fan. She watches Housewives. This should not be surprising information to her. If she wants things to stay under wrap, stay under wraps, but still wants to be on TV, like, go into acting, win an Oscar. Don't be on Bravo. I also saw somewhere that, you know, producers influenced the prenup conversation between Kyle and Amanda at prom. Do you think that in a normal circumstance, they would talk about that situation in the middle of a house party? No, but they're filming a TV show. You have to understand what you signed up for. And I also think that Carl makes a really, really good point that sometimes we forget about, and that is the surveillance aspect of the show. When Lindsay kind of blurted out the Craig and Kristen thing, they one, had been drinking all day. Two, it was not when cameras were up. You only see surveillance footage from that moment. They have cameras in the house that are recording them 24-7. So I don't think that Lindsay maliciously went into the season thinking, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this on this date in front of this camera. It just happens, especially when Craig and Austin were such a huge part of the storyline this season. This part infuriated most of us. How Paige and Amanda 
and Sierra are saying, Lindsay, you're not a girl's girl. Oh, you're not a girl's girl. Then they proceed to trash her and Carl on a hot mic while they were taking a break. And I thought this was the most shocking part of the reunion. Paige, I'm done with them. I'm done with them. Amanda, Carl works for us. Carl's a friend. Paige calls him an a-hole. And then Amanda says he's tainted by Lindsay. Paige then says, I think the word is manipulative. We were all like, wait, what? What? Kyle really tried to save face on this comment on Instagram on Bravo and Cocktails, I believe it was. He said, this was taken out of context. Believe it or not, social media can actually be a catalyst for some falling outs. It makes it harder for our show to remain true to its concept. It's about a group of friends. Amanda was reminding Paige that Carl is a big part of our lives. The ridicule and hate has gotten out of hand. To which Lindsay responded, she said, at I'm Kyle Cook, quote, but he's tainted by Lindsay. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that the statement about Carl is really the issue here. I think that is it rude to say he works for us? Yes, it's rude. I don't think that she meant it necessarily like, oh, he's just our employee. I think she was trying to say He's a huge part of our life. You know, he works for our business. He's a friend to us. We've known him for so long. He officiated our wedding, things like that. But then to say he's tainted by Lindsay, like, doesn't sound like a girl's girl, does it? I found it very interesting. Amanda's social media presence early this week, silent. Were you silent or were you silenced? And last week, Amanda was on our Instagram story going off. I missed it, but I had some people DM me about it saying like, you don't get the full story. And you know, the way you guys judge all of us is just insane and yada, yada, yada. You know who I noticed hasn't promoted the season at all? Like not once, Paige, not once. No Instagram post, no stories, no nothing. I don't think Sierra has promoted it either. And I don't think that's going to sit well with Andy, even at the reunion, you know, Andy asks Paige, like, why haven't you turned your head or anything? She blames it on her posture, which is like, come on. But if you don't play along, th they're not going to have you on the show. I mean, Paige, I think, is a vital part of the show. But like, if you're not going to promote it, if you're not going to engage, if you're you know, going to sit there like you're totally uninterested... Why would they ask you back? After that, Carl apologizes to Paige for what? For calmly interjecting, for protecting his girlfriend like Paige has never interjected in her life. And then Paige doesn't say anything back. She's like, I put everything out there every single summer, which brings us to our next point, because she really didn't put everything out there. And I think this might have been a change of strategy for Paige moving into this season because she got a lot of heat last season for not sticking up for Hannah. The two are best friends. They have the Giggly, Giggly Squad together. Um, the two of them were on Call Her Daddy together. And I remember listening to that interview and Alex really went in on Paige for not sticking up for Hannah. It was very uncomfortable to listen to. I thought Paige was about to cry. So maybe Paige was like, you know what? I got a lot of heat for not sticking up for Hannah this summer. I better stick up for my friend Sierra and really commit. 
Here's some tea, some more tea from Bravos and Cocktails. Alex posted a picture of six of them. It was Alex, Danielle, Andrea, Luke, Carl, Lindsay. So this is what this anonymous email said into Bravo and Cocktails. It said the six of them are truly friends who hang out together often. And Alex, Andrea, and Luke were all unhappy with how the reunion went for their friends and made it clear after taping which only made the divide stronger. The photo Alex posted was from a dinner they all went to post-reunion. Kyle and Amanda were not invited out by either side. Kyle is still kind of friends with the OGs, but Amanda is causing a strain on his friendship with the other six. I don't think that's far-fetched. I totally could see that. We all knew where the divide was. I just didn't really know where Amanda and Kyle really lined up. We always see... Luke, Danielle, Carl, and Lindsay out together. You know, uh, Lindsay and Carl, Andrea, and Lexi have been seen out together a lot lately. I think if Paige hates them so much, she shouldn't be on the show. Like, just stick to Winter House and Southern Charm. Or Lindsay and Carl ascend to the Roni reboot. So whose team am I on? This is going to surprise you. I'm 67% Danielle and Lindsay, 33% Sierra, Paige, and Amanda. In the Three Amigos defense, I think Lindsay sometimes could be softer. We've talked about this a lot before, that she doesn't tap into being emotional a lot. She gets activated, but never really, like, sad. You know, we've talked a lot about she never cries when she breaks up with people. She had a miscarriage, and she, you know, talked about it pretty bluntly. I just think it's who she is. So I think maybe she could have been a little more compassionate to Sierra's hurt feelings. And all of this would have been over, you know, very soon. But she didn't do that. But on the other hand, I don't think that she had any malicious intent with the Austin situation. They have such a long history. They have four years of being super flirty, you know, hooking up every now and again. And like I've said a million times, Lindsay is not as close with those girls. And I don't believe that she knew the extent of Sierra's deepest heartfelt feelings, they claim Lindsay's unapproachable. So would you tell your deepest heartfelt feelings to someone who you think is unapproachable? I think that it felt very gang uppy, you know, by the other three and even Maya sometimes. And I don't like that. And when it comes to Paige, it's like when you act like that, it certainly doesn't make people root for you. And it doesn't allow people to see your point of view because they're so put off by your attitude. So I feel like she really lost a lot of people on that. She lost out an opportunity to explain her side and keep her fan base strong because I know a lot of people have kind of flipped on Paige. That being said, I know it's all fake anyway, so what the heck do I care? All right, wrapping up this week's episode, we're going to talk about the Southern Charm trailer. Two minutes and 24 seconds of Southern goodness. We're just going to go through the trailer and pick it apart piece by piece. Your official cast is Shep, Austin, Craig, Caleb, Catherine, Naomi, Vanita, Taylor, Olivia, and Leva. Big cast. Friends this season, Madison, I'll explain why in a second, Whitney, uh, Marcy, who is Shep's cousin, Pringles, I know his name is Pringle, but I can't call him that, and Patricia. So we start off 
with all the new relationships. Madison is engaged. Craig and Paige are together. Austin is dating Olivia Flowers, who looks just like Madison. Shep is with Taylor and Green. Catherine and Caleb. Naomi is back. I cannot wait to hear all the tea about her split from Matul. She has to share it because she's done interviews saying that she had to beg the network to come back on the show because, you know, she pretty much said, screw you guys. I'm moving to New York with my boyfriend. And then he cheated on her six months later. She came back and she was begging for it. So I feel like if I'm NBC, I'm like, listen, you want to come back? You're giving us all the exclusive tea. We get some event footage, one of which is Madison's engagement party. And this is actually why Madison was demoted to a friend of role because her fiance didn't want to film and she refused to film with him. So he's not going to be on the show at all, which is why she got demoted. One of the big draws is going to be Paige, Naomi, and Craig. It's just kind of annoying to me at this point because like how many love triangles are going to be involved with Paige and Craig. We just got out of one with Kristen, Paige, Craig, and then we just got out of one with Sierra, Austin, Lindsay. Like, enough of the love triangles. I can't take it. Craig says in the trailer that he hooked up with Naomi recently. This did happen. It was last April. It was all over Dumois that shortly after um, Matula and Naomi split up, Both Craig and Naomi were in Vegas on the same weekend, and the Dumois spotted was the two of them leaving an elevator together. I remember listening to the Pillows and Beer podcast episode that week after, and Craig said, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, so we will see. Doesn't look like it's going to be a good season from Shep. Uh, We see him yelling at his girlfriend, Taylor, a lot. I've heard that Shep has some of his most shocking moments yet. Lots of blow up fights, but none as big as the physical altercation between Craig and Austin. You know, if you follow along with them, they fought for months. They didn't speak for months. So I feel like we're definitely going to get the reasons why they were at odds for so long. Um, And then the last fight we see is Olivia and Madison. This is actually what I'm most interested in because it's what we know the least about. You know, everything else kind of has played out on social media with, you know, we obviously know that Austin and Craig are friends again. We obviously know that Paige and Craig are together, even though he hooked up with Naomi. So yeah, I just kind of wish that We've talked about this a lot at the dip.com. I know um, Sam has talked a lot about it, about how like production needs to come come out with the shows faster because it's not it's like not making sense to us anymore. We're so far past these storylines that it's like, why even watch the show? But you know what I'm super interested in was left out of the trailer completely. Nothing about Leva, which when the when they were filming back in the fall, we were hearing all kinds of drama surrounding Leva, she unfollowed Catherine, Craig, Austin, Madison, Vanita, and Paige, essentially the whole cast. Um, She posted on her Instagram story, I can't be around people who think my accomplishments, successes, and future opportunities are competition. If we can't be happy for one another, we have nothing in common. Seems like one of the biggest falling outs, you know, of the season, and they didn't put it in the trailer. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that Leva got her own spinoff on Bravo. It's called Leva Land. Uh, they just announced it last week. It's going to be very Vanderpump Rules-esque. You know, Leva owns, I don't know if she owns the restaurant. I think she owns it. 
I mean, we'll find out on our new show, but very interesting. I cannot wait for Southern Charm to come back. I believe it comes back on June 23rd. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Morgan's Pop Talks, a podcast brought to you by The Dip. Don't forget, if you want to get a Dip subscription, this is definitely the time to do so. It's 95% off right now for the whole entire year. I think it's like $3 when you use the promo code spring. We have all of our community groups up there. I have a Morgan's Pop Talks group. So if you ever want to come pick my brain about anything you hear on the pod, feel free to do so and set your calendar next week. Fingers crossed. We're going to discuss the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial for the first time on MPT. I'm trying to bring on a special guest who is an expert. So it's going to be good. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Love you like a sis. Bye. At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding your motorcycle with your buddies on the open road. It's a potent cocktail of thrills, laughter, and pure adrenaline. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. I'm real proud of you, son. Wow, that was terrible. Our apologies for even trying. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.